0: Hello and welcome back to the catch. I am your host, Michael Adams, and today, today, and only today, I'm joined by our famous co-host, making it big as seen in the Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, Washington Post.
1: Oh, Washington David
0: Post. McCormick.
1: What's good, everyone? A um, couple clarifying things right off the bat. Um, I thought I'd be doing more podcasts in this. So if it's just only once, this is a tough way to get fired. This um, is the only
0: time that you're going to be technically famous unless this article in the Washington post makes it big.
1: Oh yeah. So I feel like we should clarify this for everyone. Yeah. Um, I obviously I was, need it clarified.
0: I'm getting the W's mixed up. guess by the time this up. comes
1: out, the nat- the, within the last couple weeks from whenever you're listening to this or a long time ago, depending, um, I was featured in the Washington post with my roommates. Um, story behind that. Um, we were having, this is back in August, the Chicago White Sox were playing the Chicago Cubs. Uh, first of all, go White Sox. Roll Cubs. So we had some friends over for a gathering. This is obviously in COVID times. And uh, Champagne had some regulations, and we were following the regulations. We only had a few friends over. We were just hanging out on our porch, all, you know, all of age, just, you know, just having a couple drinks. And some guy comes up and starts like snapping pictures of us
0: did he and, ask to, did he ask or did he just start rolling with the pictures no
1: just... he was just rolling and i was the one who was closest to him and i believe my direct words were when i turned to him i'm like hey man can i help you and he was just like yeah no dude like don't uh he's like he's like just pretend i'm not even here so i turned around and about after about five seconds i was like that's not right. So I turned back around and I was like, what are you doing this for? Um, and so he's like, yeah, I'm a freelancer for the Washington post. Um, I'm doing like a piece on COVID times at the university of Illinois. For those who don't know our testing like system right now is top notch. Um, and so I was like, okay, once again, turn back around. And then it just kind of hit me and we only had eight people in front. And we, were, we made sure anyone who was not a roommate had to show a negative test in the last two days. And I was like, this guy is totally trying to just roast us right now. He's taking pictures to expose us. Um, so I turn around and I tell him, like, multiple times, like, hey, we're being really responsible. We are under, like, the city ordinance. We're following all rules. We're actually going above and beyond and we're checking tests, which are not even, like, technically, like, required to do. So, like, we're going above and beyond. Um, And he's like, sure, sure. Keeps on taking pictures. And then maybe after like two or three minutes, some of our friends roll up. Um, I think it was like two of them. And we checked their tests. And the guy was like, oh, man, you guys are actually doing that? And he was like thrilled. And I was like, well, one, first of all, yes, I told you it 10 times um so he definitely didn't believe us and then his complete his attitude completely changes that's so cool you guys are like being so responsible he took like pictures of it it was the most forced picture of all time that made it to the washington post you can see me sitting on the porch in the background literally clapping at the guy who took a <laughs> who took the picture <laughs> um but yeah so then we didn't hear anything back from him and he was like totally totally like friends with us we we're like totally bros after that once he like he wasn't trying to expose us i was like wait a second. About-
0: some of his questions, like, some of the questions you asked, like, his answer was like, oh, don't don't even mind me. Like, don't act like I'm not here. It's yeah. Like, wait a second, that's not an acceptable answer. Like,
1: yeah, what I, are totally, you doing? I totally took it as an acceptable answer for, like, a few seconds, and I was like, no, wait, no, no, this actually not. <laughs> and so he, like, got some of our names and our major, and then we ended up, like, not hearing back from him. So we decided, like, maybe this guy just wrote a really bad article, um, <laughs> and uh, eventually... Uh, I think it's about like a week ago, we, what well, he texted one of the guys and we saw that our picture was up along like with the article. Um, yeah. And so we were featured and I was really happy uh, that he was not there to expose us because um, that'd be a tough look um, for like the school that a student teach at to like someone to stumble across that <laughs> as I was totally, totally within regulations, but that's just not probably a good publicity look. Nope. Um, so yeah so basically i'm famous um this is just a springboard for my career um soon i will be on to you know bigger and better things than the catch Um, what are those bigger and better things now that i've gone viral um i'm thinking part-time band manager for the wiggles and then moving on from there
0: that's highly pretentious position i honestly i wish you all the luck in getting that if you could get (laughs) that i I would leave if i was you too so i understand (laughs) that no hard feelings will be held
1: (laughs) yep um but yeah, so that's just kind of uh, the biggest shame. I sent it to my family, not knowing how they were going to react. Like, I figured they'd probably be kind of chill, but I was like, would they be like, that was really irresponsible? But they all thought it was funny. So,
0: that's good. That would be my only worry is like, you have no control over how this is wrote. Like, you know what you were doing was okay. And honestly, for those of you who don't know, U of I is at like the forefront of the way that they're handling COVID at a university. I think they're testing three times a week right now. Is that correct?
1: Um, undergrads two times a week. Uh, they switch grad students and professors to one time a week and like faculty. Okay. And then if you're at like, if you're at risk, they make you test three times a week. Okay, so if you're that's like, it. yeah. So if you're like going a lot or they'll make you do it, but our positive, our like seven day positivity rate last I tracked was about like 0.3%. So yeah. we're doing a pretty good job. Incredible.
0: Yeah. And again, testing twice a week, I think at the time that you were holding, this was maybe no more than 10 or 15 people in- at one place. Is that also correct
1: uh 10 plus the amount of people that live there so we could have 16
0: okay yeah so again david was doing it responsibly he's famous for again he's famous for his responsibility this is something that's been a common theme in david's life he's always been the good good boy he's always been checking all of his dot dotting all all his eyes crossing all his t's i'm I'm honestly a little jealous of how he does it
1: yeah you know i always thought it was going to be my uh stunning personality that got me this but who would have thought it was responsibility
0: yeah exactly i think it's one of your it's one of your key characteristics which i I definitely respect but again now it's it's leapboard you into the washington post maybe into the wiggles who knows what from then
1: yep everyone stay tuned (laughs)
0: um yeah so going into the topic david i know that you prepared something juicy for us today as always what do you got Mm -hmm. what do you got cooking
1: so let's talk about the Saints. Oh. Not the football team from New Orleans.
0: No, definitely not. Drew Brees so, is on Drew Brees is on the bench of my fantasy team right now. So tough. honestly, I don't even want to talk about it. He's really disappointed me this year. Almost <laughs> as bad as, you know, our boy, Mitch Trubisky. I know we were talking earlier. I wanted to ride Ooh. that Trubisky train so bad this year.
1: Yes, this this doesn't be another quick tangent. Um yes, I have been mitch's number one fan mainly because i bought his jersey on a super impulse buy um but at the time we were recording this last sunday is when they had the comeback win against the falcons and i very stupidly said to my roommates because i didn't think the bears were going to come back because they were down big and i was really just kind of frustrated those who know me know i get frustrated when i watch the sport teams that i love um and i was like man if the bears come back i'm buying nick jersey." as i say that nick Foles throws for three touchdowns and the bears come back and win and i'm a man of my word I've got a knockoff one. It hasn't even shipped yet. By the time it gets here, he probably won't even be on the Bears anymore.
0: No, it'll um, be like 2022 by the time you get it right now.
1: Yeah, but basically it's my my mouth writing my mouth writing checks that Nick Foles can't cash. No, Nick Foles can cash.
0: He can cash, you can't cash. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's my quick uh there's my quick rant of the day.
0: Yeah. But honestly. yes, back to the Saints.
1: Two yes. Threes, we won't even talk about them. We won't even talk about football for the rest of this. Oh wow. I, okay.
0: Yeah. Sure.
1: Yeah. So, the topic today um, is something I noticed that, like, I have gotten a lot. Of, I've gotten a lot of just like thinking, um, like, about the Saints, praying with the Saints, and something honestly I kind of want to do more of. Um, I know, like, some of my friends, um, they have just like, they just know a lot about a lot of different Saints, and part of me is kind of. One, like, a little jealous, um, and two, because every single time I learn about a saint, I'm never disappointed that I took that time to learn about their life. Um, so, yeah, the basically, the, the uh, topic at hand is, um, like, why are the saints important?
0: I love it. I've gotten really into saints, too, recently. Before we get started, do you have a favorite saint?
1: Ooh, okay. So, I'm going to have to go – I'm going to name my favorite saint, and I'm going to say a close – um, arguably, uh, okay, not, not, not a second, but one that I did not think up until like last year. One I like barely knew anything about. So, my favorite saint is Saint Joseph. Okay. Um, respectable be, choice. Yes, because he, um, is my confirmation saint. Um, and I could talk about him forever. This could be an entirely different podcast, but I just love <laughs> the Holy Family and thinking about, um, just Saint Joseph, just like the small things he did, the sacrifice, um, the sacrifices he made, and how, like, an ordinary man could be. Part you know of the Holy Family. I think he's just a great example for manhood, for fatherhood, just like how to, you know, live a holy life. And my kind of out of nowhere because I didn't really know much about her. But last year I did a like a self guided retreat with Saint Thérèse of Lisieux, who Mm -hmm. at the time we're recording this, it's her feast day tomorrow, I think. I think so. Um, I didn't really know much about her. Absolutely floored.
0: Oh, Um, my girl. She was incredible. She's so good.
1: Um, she was incredible. And also, I have like. The same time been very frustrated with her because you know so much about her for those who know is like is like it's like her littleness right you know like the little the little ways it's called and for me I always want to tangibly go after things and that's so I'm like all right I'm gonna focus on the little way and then I'm like wait by like just doing that to be like I'm gonna go out there and earn it um it's very kind of like a catch-22 so she's been awesome obviously there's a lot of saints like I pray to um or I guess like pray with and Yeah, I think those two, um, St. Joseph, since day one, uh, but St. Therese has been one that has been surprising. So I'm going to turn the question over to you.
0: Obviously, my number one is going to be St. Michael, um, who I'm named after. It's also my confirmation saint as well. So I got the I got the (laughs) double Michaels, (laughs) double Michaels in my name. Um, I've had a huge devotion to him since I was a very very small child as long as I can remember. Uh, But I'm just I'll rank the next two to three. I'm not, I, won't, I won't expand on them, but I will rank them. Um, yeah. Another one that's really close to my heart is St. Peter. I, I love that man. His stubborn pride and uh, <laughs> his unique way to holiness and unique path to holiness with the Lord is uh, something that's very motivating to me. But besides that, I'm going to go again, St. Therese, Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frassati, and St. Francis. Nice.
1: That's a good In no particular list. order. But
0: that, that, yeah. those, are, those are my power hitters right there.
1: Okay, I think, I think that's totally acceptable. Yep. Um, yeah, so just like thinking about that, right? So um, I think in my research, just some of the stuff I came across was a lot of questions just about the saints. Um,
0: I think the saints are honestly one of the more misunderstood portions about our faith. So I, I think it's important to talk about this.
1: Yeah, definitely. And obviously I am by no means a leading expert. So one, if I say something correct, um, let me know. And also uh, don't take my word. At the same time, we're here to help. But if you, if you have any questions, I know there are a lot of really great resources. Catholic Answers has some really great stuff, too, um, about the saints. So I guess the first kind of just point I have um, is that this is actually like a historic Christian practice of like praying with the saints and asking for intercession. Um, it's not something that was like invented over the last hundred years. Um, I think there is a little bit of a misconception with that.
0: I would agree. Um, I think it's, it's important to realize that this tradition is not just something that's like, Oh yeah, they started doing that 200 years ago. It's just something that they're doing just to kind of a publicity stunt almost, or to kind of venerate these people. No, it's, it's a way that we've honored and venerated these great holy figures within this world ever since the beginning of our church.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So there's, yeah. Um, that was point number one. Um, The other thing is just talking about their intercession. So a question I stumbled um, on was basically, can they intercede for us? And how do we know we're not just wasting our time? Um, And I have a a little bit of scripture that I did stumble upon. Um, And it is Revelations 8, verses 3 through 4. And the verse is, an angel came and served the altar in heaven with a golden, and I think this is censer, I could be mispronouncing it, and he was given much incense to mingle with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar before the throne. And the smoke of the incense rose with the prayers of the saints from the hand of the angel before God. There's so a, lot to, to there. There yeah, a I, lot to I take in there. There is a lot.
0: I honestly need to take some time to just kind of chew on that, I think.
1: Um, the biggest part, basically, I mean, it's all important, but uh, that he was given uh, much in- incense to mingle with the prayers of all the saints upon the golden altar for the throne and the smoke of the incense rose with the prayers of the saints from the hand of the angel before God. So again, this is from Revelations mm-hmm. 8, verses
0: 3 through 4. Honestly, what first There's comes lot to my there. mind is when they kind of say, like, I don't know if it says how it works, but essentially, like, the prayers go up through the smoke. Is that correct? Like, the burning um, of the incense?
1: Yeah, so at the altar, um, and it was giving a lot of incense to mingle with. And I talked about the altar before the throne and the smoke of the incense rose with the yeah.
0: prayers. So yeah. Honestly, I think about in mass when we, when we burn the incense and we do that oftentimes like during like the offertory and when we're offering up our intentions, offering up our prayers to the Lord. We do that as like a way, as like almost like a signif- signifying, raising our hearts, raising our intentions and taking them to the Lord. So it's kind of a unique way. I didn't actually know that was like, that might be the source of the, that tradition. I, I didn't actually know that that was ever really said in scripture so
1: yeah honestly me me neither and i don't know if that is where it came from maybe someone could help us out with that um but yeah i mean that's kind of like the image i get as well um so basically what that's saying is like that there there is actually scripture that talks about these saints being able to intercede for us like on our behalf um so that also this kind of like doubles off another question that actually i guess i will not say surprised but i saw a lot of it was like can the saints hear us was it was another big question um that i saw being asked a lot and i guess the answer the first one kind of answers the second one um that if they can offer prayers up for us like they can hear us like they're they're attentive to us
0: Mm -hmm. I, i often think of it as like uh sharing intentions with a friend like if i texted you dave and i was like hey i need prayers with this then you would take your, my prayers and you would offer them up for me. Uh, but you're not going to know to pray for me unless I ask you to pray for me. Like you might pray for me on your own just because you're a good friend, but you're not going to know like the specific intentions that I need. It's kind of the same thing with the saints. Like I, asking for their intercession, praying to them, how else could they pray for us really? Or how else could they intercede in our lives personally unless we are sharing and unless we are actually talking to them and they're able to hear us
1: yeah no definitely i i think that's a great um a great comparison if we can bring these things to them um and ask like for intercession on our behalf um that is just one like just great thing um about learning more about the saints is just asking for the intercession and prayers um and that can even be as simple as um saying i mean like saint joseph pray for us um like before and after a prayer or i know a lot of people do it like at the end of a rosary um it'd even just be as simple as that. Um, just asking for the intercession, much like you would kind of, as you said, like a friend, um, asking them to pray for you.
0: Yeah, it, it can be so simple. Um, but it also can be complex. Like I know, again, some of us have like really large devotions to certain saints and we pray to them daily or weekly, whatever it may be. And I think it comes down to understanding how, how are we supposed to communicate with the saints and how is that relationship with the, with the saints balanced? Um, to be devil's advocate, I know there's criticism about, about Catholics' relationships with saints and the way that we almost glorify them and praise them in the way that we glorify and praise God, which you and I know to not be true. Um, but I think it, it makes people uncomfortable sometimes, and sometimes we are hesitant to take this or pray with a saint in the way that sometimes we've seen done because we think, oh man, am I... Am I glorifying them? Am I praising them? Am I worshiping them? You know, what is the balance between worship and veneration? You know, we venerate saints, but what does that relationship look like really?
1: Yeah, um, that is a really good point. Um, I did stumble you know, across a lot of that as well. Um, you know, people bring up, yes, you know, like you, I, I, and I, I think a big distinction um, in the language, and it's very simple. Is, I guess and you, and you can like this not saying that if you use this language you're wrong, but like praying to saints versus praying with saints. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yep. Um, and it, even kind of the comparison you did about like asking for a friend well you're not praying to your friend when you're asking for their prayers or their support. Um, you're, but you're more praying with them. And, yeah so to clarify, people do not know like um, Catholics do not worship saints. Um, we do not um, hold them up as God. Um, they are, they all live incredible lives and we believe they can intercede for us in heaven. And at the same time, we're also acknowledging, you know, their life on earth because what a better example. If you're, if you're trying to figure out how to walk, walk with Christ, it's different for everyone, but wouldn't you want to see some people who have done a really good job?
0: Yeah. Who got, got it pretty dang right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that actually is something we're going to talk about in a little bit just to hold off on that.
0: Yeah, um, perfect.
1: But a big criticism, kind of what you brought up, um, and one that I've heard a lot, is why don't you just pray directly to Jesus? So if you're going to pray like, to the saints, or like, more importantly, like with the saints, why wouldn't you just pray directly to Jesus? So, Michael, I don't know if this is too much of a controversial statement, but I would say that the catch is pro-praying to Jesus directly.
0: That This might be controversial, but I'm going to come out and say it. Yes, we endorse praying to jesus
1: yes so and i and i would say the catholic church says the same and if you look at the mass right it's all it's all praying directly to god mm-hmm. right um so that that is what the catholic Church believes um and yeah absolutely pray directly to jesus i don't think um i have yet to see anything um from the catholic church that is against that um, that is saying pray to the saints and take, have that take away from your time praying directly to Jesus. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah. I, I'm getting a little fired up over here on my side. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. You know how I get a little riled up when I hear, uh, things getting thrown around. Uh, it, it, and I really do get very deeply bothered when there are misunderstandings about the church. Cause the beauty and the tradition is, is just so rich that I, I wish everyone could experience it to the degree that we have in our lives, David. Um, But again, that's why we have this podcast is to kind of shed light on some of those things that are, you know, a little hard to understand. And I think it's tough. I I honestly, this is a question that I've really struggled with, uh, specifically in my relationship with Our Lady, um, with Mary. Uh, You know, I have a devotion to Our Lady. But for a very long time before I really started diving into that devotion, I really struggled with, well, why would I pray? In my mind, I said, why would I pray to Mary when I can pray to Jesus? Yeah. why waste my time? Like, if I can go to Christ, the source and summit of my faith, why wouldn't I just spend twenty four seven with Him? Why would I waste my time on anyone else? And again, that was a thought out of the immaturity of my faith, uh, just a immaturity of my understanding of you know. I mean, a total valid, valid thought. Though. It's right. a valid thought, yes, but it, it was not a true thought. Valid and just, yeah. I didn't understand. That's a fair question to ask. I think it's a fair question for anyone to ask. Um, but thankfully, uh, that that wasn't the truth. You know we are allowed to pray alongside saints. And again, I like your example of going to a friend. When we ask a friend to pray for us, it's like, would you pray for me? Would you pray for this intention? We're not really asking him to pray for us. What we're really asking him to say is, would you join me in prayer? I'm going to be, I might be praying in Illinois and you might be praying in Texas, but will you, will you join me in prayer over this intention? Um, and I always think of like, you know, a crowd. If, if like the president was to show up today, uh, He could maybe hear one person yelling, you know, kind of relatively, oh, there's one person yelling, cool. Uh, But if it's a thousand people yelling, that's a lot louder. That's going to get his attention. Um, And I always kind of think of that in regards to how our relationship with the the saints work. Uh, It's almost like if you wanted to get your intentions towards a, say there's a prominent leader that you want to get your intentions to, you want to get your thoughts to, and there's no way that you can maybe access him. What would be your first strategy? You would see who's closest to him, his family. Could you get in contact with his family? Could they connect you to him? His friends, could any of his friends connect you to him? It's the same thing with the Lord. Uh, we go to the Lord directly because thankfully we have a very personal relationship with him, but we also go to the saints and say, would you pray with me? And would you take my intentions? Would you take my prayers since you are closer to Christ than I am right now, because you are in heaven with him. Would you take them to him to be heard? You are so intimately wound, bound with his will that if you take these to him, I know that he will respect you and respect your wishes and grant them for you. Uh, and I think one of the cool things I heard was, this is actually out of the catechism, it says that saints, they prefer the merits of, oh, sorry, they offer the merits they acquired on earth through the medi- through the mediator of God and man jesus um i 'll say it one more time because I kind of stumbled there uh, they offer the merits they acquired on earth through the mediator through the mediator of God and men Jesus um, and really, what this is it's like <laughs> these are gods like star players you know <laughs> like these are like the go to five star recruits um and again, they have this great life to say, like I've devoted myself to you. I love you. Here is one of your servants. Here is one of your creation that is in desperate need and is calling upon your name. I'm bringing their I'm bringing their intention to your attention and asking that you would grant them whatever, or that they would answer their prayer in whatever way that he sees fit. Uh, I don't know what you think. I've been kind of rambling here for a bit, but no,
1: that's fair. I mean, also at the same time as you're saying, if they are obviously in heaven more connected with the lord a lot of times in a lot of times the things we might be asking for in prayer um might not even be like sometimes like the most like pure of intentions we might not even be asking like for like the right things um i think a lot of times too with um when you're praying to the saints that at the same time like they're also just like aware of those prayers um and i don't i don't want to use the word like purified like i feel like you'd hope sometimes that I'm praying to the saints, like, purify my intentions. Um, Yeah, and I think that you, like, you obviously, you still pray directly to God, right? You still pray directly to Jesus, and it it is encouraged. Um, But that does not, that does not mean, like, you can't pray to the saints and you can't people intercede on your behalf. This is entirely by a different podcast. Like, I know um, we see in the wedding feast at Cana, right? Um, when they were out of wine, um, this is obviously like in intercession, but that they went to Mary, and that way, then Mary went to Jesus. So I mean, they could have gone directly to Jesus. I mean, it's true, um, but we do know, and there are passages in Scripture that show intercession, like we just said. Um, the one I just brought up in Revelations that like intentions do work, and. So I guess uh, there was a quote I had here um, that basically is just like, why should we any Christian, heaven or earth, pray? Like, why should any Christian, heaven or earth, pray for us when we can just ask Jesus directly? Um, it says if the mere fact that we can go straight to Jesus proved that that we should ask no Christian in heaven to pray for us, it would also prove that we should ask no Christian on earth to pray for us. Exactly. So, yeah, and that's not saying don't ask your friends to not pray for you. It's saying that we know that you can pray for each other. There's a lot of things in Paul's letters too talk about intercession um yeah and that you can just by asking for the intercession of the saints on top of praying to christ like that does not mean that you um that you are ignoring jesus or that you are worshiping a saint or putting him or her above god
0: i would agree um i think there's a passage also about you know how saints intercede on our lives and another example of actual true intercession that i got out of scripture and this is I actually can't remember which chapter it is, um, but it, it references St. Raphael, uh, which is one of the archangels. Um, but St. Raphael cures a man named Tobit of his blindness. And when Tobit discovers that he has been cured, uh, he says to St. Raphael, or he doesn't say St. Saint Raphael, St. Saint Raphael says to Tobit, I was not acting out of any favor on my own party, but by God's will say it one more time. I was not acting out of any favor of my own, but by God's will. I think that sums up how we view saints as Catholics. Uh, We don't view them as miracle workers. We don't view them as uh, the ones who heal us or the ones that provide us the answers to our prayers. I personally view them almost as the messengers. Um, They allow us they allow our messages allow our prayers to be heard louder and better by our Lord. Uh, and in turn, they allow us and help us to hear the voice of God better. They're kind of a mediator, much like Christ is, um, kind of help merge the gap between the divine and the human.
1: Yeah. Um, I think you just said that perfectly. I think that's a great way to, take it. um, yeah, to summarize it. Like they're the mediator and the, I really love how you said that we can learn like things from them. Like they can mediate like same thing, like God's voice back to us and we can learn things about our Lord and about ourselves through them, which I think is another part um, of, I think just saints that are so great is that learning about their lives here on earth is just a lot of them. I mean, they all did like so many incredible things and it was not all the same path. They were all born, different walks of life, like scattered all over the earth, completely different situations. And it's, it's a perfect showing that the Lord, um, I mean, he he's the Lord of everyone. He can mm-hmm. reach you no matter where you're at. And a lot of them were um, in very tough positions to start, a lot of persecution. I mean, we obviously, we know the martyrs too. And we can look out for their lives and see, and like God can God can work through their lives, right? And he can impact our lives as well through a life of the saints. And I feel like they can, they can help us learn things about ourselves and learn things about our Lord um, by how they live. So, I mean, you can, you can insert almost any example. I know what I've been thinking about recently in prayer as, like I said, different – I feel like we're going to have to do this now, but, like, um, on Marian intercession, uh, for example, like uh, St. John, the evangelist,
0: mm-hmm.
1: something I've been kind of thinking about is that he was the only apostle that was present at the crucifixion, right? yep and but he was jesus basically told him and like asked him to take care of mary and be with mary and there's no way that mary was going to be anywhere else besides the foot of the cross and by proxy like john was there as well right so and this is um something that i was like just reflecting on my own life that it's like i said completely separate podcast that we definitely need to do um but that by by clinging to mary right by her intercession, but I didn't know her better. Um, venerating her. She will bring us to the foot of the cross. And a lot of times they thing. like, I do not, and I don't want to speculate. Like all, like all all the apostles were not, were not courageous enough and like did not have, um, the grace to make it to the crucifixion. But John did. And John was the only one who was with Mary. And I do not think that is an accident. I,
0: I would agree. Um, that's also why we as Catholics hold Mary up to be the greatest saint. Um, we venerate her as being the greatest saint because, again, she is the closest to Christ. She is the one human who encountered Christ to the same degree. No one else encountered him in that level of intimacy. No one loved the Lord more perfectly. No one conducted the Lord's will more perfectly than Mary, other than her son Jesus, obviously. Um, but again, yet yeah, that, that's no coincidence that we look to these saints who clinged to Christ. And truly, I think, honestly, we cling to them because we want them to take us with them. Oftentimes, I think we are the disciples who are too afraid or scared to get close. Um, something's holding us back. Or, you know, for me, it's like there's the tear between I'm torn between the world and I'm torn between the divine. Which one do you go with? And that's a story that many of us face. Uh, we look to the saints to say, I need your help getting me there. You got there help me walk that path, help me to reach that same end goal that you reached. Much like we look to like mentors and professional life of how did you achieve these goals? Can you help me achieve my goals? We have the same goal. Can you help me achieve it? Uh, Same thing. We look to the saints. Our goal is heaven and we both have that same goal. You already achieved it. Would you please help me achieve it as well? Uh, And I know I mentioned five-star recruits earlier, but I, I really think of like the saints, like the saints are like college recruiters like (laughs) their college recruits is going around the world and we're all five star recruits. They're like, I want him. I want her. I want him. I want her. I want heaven for all of you. Let me help get you there.
1: Yeah. The, the other thing too, is that they were like, they were all with the exception of Mary. Like they were all sinful, mortal people. Mm -hmm. And there were great things that were done through them. And even some things that, some people wouldn't even consider, like, even, like, them acknowledging, like, their loyalists, which talk like St. Therese, um, that they're a perfect example of the Lord's forgiveness and his love. And that being, being Catholic, right, and being a son or daughter of God is not a perfect path of ups and ups and ups where we do not fail and God loves me and now because of this I'm not going to face any obstacles, um, I'm not going to have any challenges or sufferings. I think the lives of the saints are the perfect example of that. And I totally think it's something one I need to spend more time like learning about, cause I feel like I do not um, do that as much. And yeah, they're here. Like they encourage us, they encourage us to run the race and to finish the race. I know um, last year, actually, I remember a priest gave a homily. I think you and I were actually sitting next to each other about talking about the saints and how it was like, you're running a marathon, you're weak and you're tired um, and you have fallen down. And suddenly you just have this support of people who have already finished and they have come back for you and they're helping you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a great way to view it. And that, like, even while you're still running the race, like, you're still gonna fall, but they're gonna be there to encourage and support
0: you. I, I honestly think that's perfect, David. Um, and we can also look to the Saints as like the chief examples of human joy. Um, Like Again, in a world where we're faced with much turmoil and suffering and pain, they are a face of joy, um, and that's attractive. Uh, That should be attractive to us, and we need to look to their source of joy, which is obviously Christ, Uh, and again, rely on them. I think oftentimes we get too proud to go to the saints almost in a sense of, I can do this on my own, kind of like you're saying with running the race, I can finish the race on my own. I'll get there. If it means I have to crawl there, I'll get there, which... It's a good thing to think. Um, yeah, you should be perseverant like that. But why would you turn down the help? <laughs> you know, if somebody's That's, like, hey, I will pick you up and carry you to the finish line, I don't know. I'd probably take that deal.
1: I'd probably take the help too.
0: So uh, I think oftentimes we just need to kind of change the way we view the Saints, gain a better understanding. I think oftentimes we struggle just because what we've been told in life about the Saints is either one, wrong, or two, we haven't taken the time to really dig into it and truly try to understand it. We've just kind of made up our mind about it. And I am saying that because I'm describing myself for about 18 or 19 years of my life. Uh, So that's not like an attack. That's an attack on myself actually. Uh, So it's just a matter of understanding who they are and their role in our life and knowing that, no, we're not worshiping them, but yes, we are looking to them for help just as i would look to a friend for help
1: exactly we're praying with them not necessarily to them
0: exactly it's like we have a bunch of friends in heaven who are just like come on dude get here you're so close keep keep running the race run the race join us we want we want you to be a part of the party we want you to join us in the feast and truly they're going to do anything they can to help get us there And, and that describes the saints intercessions
1: great agree. And also gives us a perfect example for what we should be doing to each other
0: here on earth as well. Yeah. We don't need to wait to actually have relationships like that until we're in heaven. Like we don't have to help. We don't have to wait to intercede on each other's lives until heaven. We can intercede on each other's lives here on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you think saints become saints? Like the ones that are true saints recognized by the church interceded within other people's lives here on earth.
1: Yeah. Yep. You're not wrong, exactly. They had an impact. They lived daily, life. they got up every morning. Um, yeah, and I think it's exactly just a perfect example of what we can do for each other here and how our lives can touch each other's. I agree, David. Nice. That's nice. all I have.
0: That's all I got. You, you hit it on the head there. I really like that one. Um, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate it here at The Catch. Uh, again, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at thecatchcc at gmail.com. Again, make sure to check out the link in the podcast description for your 30-day free trial with covenant eyes if you or a loved one is struggling with an addiction to, pro- addiction to pornography. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's all we got for, here, for you guys here today. So uh, until next time, we'll see you guys later. Adios.